It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Bucks stun the Boston Celtics without Chris Middleton. Why shedding more light on HBCU programs is only a good thing in the NFL draft. And the first rookie quarterback who will see playing time isn't who you think it is. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Game one on the road for the Milwaukee Bucks with no Chris Middleton. This was supposed to be when Boston takes care of business. Giannis and Tedekumbo had other ideas. He goes triple double, and the Bucks defense suffocates Boston in a 101 89 game one win. Joining me now from Locked On Bucks, Frank Madden. And Frank, we came into this game and this series talking about the Boston Celtics defense. And yet it was the Bucs defense that carried the day. What were they able to do against Boston to disrupt this offense? Yeah, I mean, it was classic Bucks strategy, right? Force the other team to basically do nothing but but bomb threes. Uh, we saw Chicago in the closeout game attempt uh, their season high with 52 three-point attempts. We saw the, uh, the Celtics nearly match that with, I think, 49. And they hit 18. It's not like they shot poorly from three. But at the end of the day, that was it, right? Didn't get a ton of free throws, didn't get a ton of offensive rebounds. And at the end of the day, they made 10 baskets inside the arc. I think four of them were putbacks. Just, you know, I think they were 0 for 12 per cleaning the glass from mid-range. I mean, it was just a, a, a really ugly performance when they weren't taking those threes. And, you know, it's a, a, what we've seen from the Bucks year after year. Those are the shots they want you to take. And sure, you know, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown took some threes, but we saw them consistently trying to force the ball out of those guys' hands. Make Peyton Pritchard shoot threes. Make Al Horford shoot threes. We know those guys can make threes, but at the highest levels, those are guys you can kind of live with taking those shots compared to those top guys. And again, you know, I think the Bucs, the, the crazy stat for me, you always think about them being susceptible to three-point shooting because of the way they play. But this season, when teams attempt 48 plus threes, which has happened 12 times now, they're 11 and one, you know, which you mm. think about, the year 2022, the emphasis on three-point shooting, you feel like that would be bad in certain games. <laughs> At some right. point, you know, you're really going to get burned, um, maybe not all the time, but some of the time. And we'll see. I, I think certainly the Boston Celtics, I don't think they're going to shoot 33s next game. I think we're going to see a lot of threes throughout this series. And the question is just, can Boston do more things to uh, to complement, you know, again, the outside shot? Because it's just a tough way to live against this Bucks defense. It was one of the five worst two-point percentage performances we've seen in a playoff game in the modern era. So that, that gives you an idea of how well the Bucks were contesting everything in the paint and at the rim. And it gives you an idea of, of just how, how bad the, the Boston Celtics were shooting the ball. And, and I think that's the rub here is how much of this was Brooke Lopez, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bobby Portis clogging the paint, making like life difficult. How much of it was Boston just missing shots that we're used to seeing them make? Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown are probably not going to spend five, six, seven games shooting this 
poorly, even with really good Bucks defense. Agreed. I mean, I think you, you got to give the Bucks defenders credit. I mean, starts on the wings with Drew Holiday and, and Wes Matthews, who I think and nobody really talks about Wes Matthews because it doesn't seem like he should be in this position starting for the defending <laughs> champs. You know, a guy who literally wasn't even on a team come out, out of training camp, but he's been so good for them this season. And and his just, again, just ability to kind of eat innings on the wing has been really valuable and now only magnified with Chris Middleton out. And of course, Drew is, is you know, the man, the guy that you really want in those spots. And they just fight so hard. They work so hard to not let you get over those screens. You know, you look at it, the way that they're trying to force the Celtics to go left uh, on those kind of pick and rolls. Same thing they were doing to DeMar DeRozan and basically shrink the floor against Boston and make them take shots that they don't really want to take. So agreed, Boston's not going to be that bad inside the arc, probably again at all this series. Um, You know, the half court was just a horror show for both teams, both teams sub 80 (laughs) points per 100 in the half court. Giannis was, you know, missed a bunch of layups. Boston, I think, defended him really well, but Overall, I think both teams you'd expect to play better in the half court. And I think the big thing for Boston is cutting down on the turnovers. The Bucs turned it over a bunch early, but then the Celtics not only turned it over, but I think that really fed the Bucs' uh, fast break game. And, you know, the final numbers there, 28 to 8, that was really the difference in the game. Because as you said, when both teams are really bad in the half court, we know the Bucs can play out and transition with Giannis leading the way. And that really was, you know, aside from obviously just the core of their defense, um, being able to trigger the offense was was huge for them today. Difficult to do that every game. But again, that's another part of the Bucks recipe. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Don't forget to check out Locked On NFL's reaction to the NFL draft. Get our local and national hosts take on all the prospects, how teams approach the draft, and most importantly, who won the draft. That's Locked On NFL, Locked On NFL Draft, and your favorite NFL team's Locked On show. The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with all things NFL. Coming up, the spotlight finally found some HBCU programs. Much more is needed. Now on to Sleeper, the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new daily fantasy over under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the Daily Fantasy over under. For example, number of points in a basketball game or hits in baseball. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times your entry. That makes me psyched to play the over under game on Sleeper. Plus, plus, I can jump into my friends contest and we can play together. Plus, they have a built-in messenger feature where we can talk smack right there. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new daily fantasy over-under game. Have fun with your friends and win. Make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON today and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, that's Sleeper. Promo code LOCKEDON today when you deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. With the Stanley Cup playoffs beginning and the NBA playoffs raging on, you're going to need a snack that doesn't break your diet. Look no further than Built Bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That's 100% real chocolate, yet they're low in calorie, high in protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Built.com and scroll down on the macros chart. You'll be blown away, especially once you taste them. You will not believe these things are high protein, low calorie, high in fiber, and low in carbs. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out. This is the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. 
It's not just a protein bar. It's a treat. That's why they're covered in 100% real chocolate. But at Built Bar, they are all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how they pull it off every time, but they do. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The race for Lord Stanley's Cup begins tonight, and our Locked On NHL hosts gave one reason why their team will and one reason why their team won't win it all. We begin with the team facing off first tonight, the Boston Bruins. Hey, everybody. It's Ian McLaren of Locked On Boston Bruins here to give you one reason why the Bruins will and one reason why the Bruins will not win the 2022 Stanley Cup. They will win because they have incredible depth up front. Anytime you can have two lines formed around Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron and Taylor Hall and David Pasternak, you know you are doing something right. On the flip side, the Bruins will not win the Stanley Cup because of lack of experience in net. That's such a key uh, position to succeed at the NHL level in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And Linus Allmark and Jeremy Swayman have a combined three shots against in postseason play. And that was from Swayman in relief of Tuka Rask last year. Moving to what many believe to be the favorites in these playoffs, the Colorado Avalanche. Chris and Kyle from Locked On Avalanche here, wanting to give you guys some insight into how the Avalanche could win the Stanley Cup playoffs and maybe how they could not. Pretty simply, how they win the Stanley Cup final is just playing their game. I know that sounds simple, but when you kind of hit the playoffs, sometimes if things don't go your way, sometimes teams get into panic mode and, and play out of their normal system. The Avs can't do that. And I think they know that they are going to be a tough out and a tough team to beat four times in any given round. And the one thing that would keep the Avalanche from winning the Stanley Cup this year kind of piggybacks on what Chris was saying. It's playoff series now. We're going back to playing the same team night after night after night. And this team can win the Stanley Cup by playing their game, but how they adjust their game on a night-in, night-out basis is really one of those things that could keep the Avalanche out, especially if injuries come into play, and that's been a problem for the Avalanche in the past playoffs, especially with the goalie position. How do the Avalanche adjust when they get hit back after punching in the mouth? That is what could possibly keep them out. Toronto has had one of the best seasons of any team, and now the Maple Leafs need to legitimize it with a good playoff showing. I'm Mike DiStefano. i got Dave Morissuti with me. And quickly, we just were going to go over what we think will get the Leafs through the playoffs or what might hinder them through the playoffs. I think the Leafs will make some of the Stanley Cup contenders that all the players they need to improve their game, a la Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, have stepped up this season. I think they've they brought their games to a new level. They took the disappointment from last season and carried it into their play this season. And I also think their blue line is much more improved. If this seems not going to be cup contenders, uh, to me, it's it, it all comes down to two things. One, the Stars got to perform the way that they have done this season, in which they haven't done the last two postseason. The second thing, and maybe even more importantly, goaltending's got to hold up. The goaltending needs to be stellar. Jack Campbell, who's recently refound his game, 
which is a big positive for this team, has to keep that game. And last but certainly not least, we look at the last team in the playoffs, the Nashville Predators, who have seen a bit of a script flip when it comes to their typical blueprint for winning this season. Nick Morgan here from the Lockdown Predators podcast. The Nashville Predators will win the Stanley Cup this year because of their scoring. I know, that's kind of weird to say with the Nashville Predators, right? But Roman Yossi is doing absolute gangbusters right now. You also have guys like Philip Forsberg and Matt Duchesne who are having career years. Now, one reason the Predators may struggle, they can't play team defense. Yeah, that's been kind of the problem for the Nashville Predators. It seems like it's kind of a flip-flop over the traditional Predators for the past couple of years, but they are giving up 35 to 40, sometimes even 45 to 50 shots per game against a lot of these big name opponents. Uh, And if UC Saros, whether he's healthy or not, whether they have to go to a backup, regardless, you're going to get them worn out down the stretch. Make sure you follow Locked On NHL for all the best Stanley Cup playoff reactions and analysis. Here is another story you need to know. Perennially an overlooked area of college football. The historically black colleges and universities are finally getting some recognition. The little bit they have received only serves to underscore how much more they deserve. Could we start seeing that in in the NFL draft a little bit more? I I hope so, man. I really hope so. And Deion Sanders, kudos to Deion. I think he has just highlighted it, right? Just elevated that platform. And he called out some some teams, right? He had some players on his Mm -hmm. his team that had their pro day, and he called out the teams. And he – you talk about the GOAT, right, at that position. So he said up there, he said, how dare you? Whatever the – I don't remember the teams, right? He said, how dare you guys not come? and see our players go. These guys can ball out just like the other schools that you guys go to. He said, all right, I'll remember I'll remember who you guys are. So when you have somebody that has that status that can speak on your behalf when you're in such a, a small school that hasn't historically had respect, it's absolutely huge for these guys. Yeah, you see a lot of those guys, and I was down there for the, uh, the HBCU Combine, and I would like to see things kind of continue to get better. I like that they are trying to shine light on those prospects. Uh, the unfortunate thing for them was some of these guys, when I was asking them, man, how, how long have you had to prepare for this? Mm-hmm. They're like, man, I had about three weeks, you know, to prepare for this. And that, that's just not as ideal. So I hope as, you know, people continue to shine more light on the HBCU programs that they can do a little bit more to put them in situations where they can be the best version of them when the scouts come around, along because the scouts were there for the senior bowl. And it just happened to be, oh, this is a good opportunity to – at the very least, see some guys, but I don't think that was the best that those guys could have done. Yeah. And and it's great to have someone like Darian Gray, who has locked on HBCU, has a platform to highlight these guys as well, because sometimes all it takes is a little bit of attention to bring mm-hmm. bring attention to these guys to say, oh, hey, maybe we should go down to Jackson State and, and we should go see some of these guys. Uh, I think that would be a, a really good cultural change in, in college football. Yeah, there was a kid there, I mean, from Virginia State, Will Adams. I remember watching him. He played a lot of safety, somebody that has the movement skills, they play corner as well. Great, fluid athlete, getting in and out of his breaks very well. Ran well, was very explosive in the broad jump, in his vertical jump. But, you know, there's no real mention of him uh, throughout most of, you know, draft Twitter and, and really any kind of media that you put on. That conversation from our live Locked On NFL Draft 2022. Follow Locked On HBCU for more dynamic coverage of some of the most talented athletes in sports. Coming up, why Matt Corral will be the very first rookie quarterback to see NFL game action this season. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. How about some Stanley Cup futures to check out? The Colorado Avalanche currently sit atop the mountain of Stanley Cup odds. See what I did there. Bet Online favors the Avs plus 325 odds to take home the cup. The rest of the top five looks like this the Florida Panthers plus 525, Calgary Flames plus 750, the Maple Leafs plus 875, and the Lightning are 11 to 1. The LA Kings have the longest odds to take home the Stanley Cup at 66 to 1. Bet Online, where the game starts. Kenny Pickett was the first NFL quarterback picked in the NFL draft, but he will not be the first quarterback to take the field for his team this season. At least that's what our panel of experts thought during the 2022 NFL draft special with Locked On. I have a strong, yeah. strong feeling on this. Not not an easy because he's behind Sam Darnold, and we saw last season, like how many quarterbacks did Carolina Panthers play? Whether it was because of 14, injury 15, I think. or just because these guys just weren't playing very well and they just couldn't figure out that guy. And, again, they've already let it be known heading into this season. Like, man, we kind of misjudged this whole uh, Sam Darnold situation. I couldn't believe I heard his head coach say that live on television <laughs> about picking up his fifth-year option. Yeah, so, clearly, they're letting you know how they feel about him, and they're hoping anyone can come in and be better. I think Rouse most likely. And then I'd probably have it a toss-up between Ritter and Howell. Like who's before Kenny Pickett? Who's starter? You guys have a lot more faith in Mitch Trubisky than I do. No, Kenny Pickett. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, there true. is that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I, I think that there's more chance for somebody to stumble. Whereas I think Trubisky can probably rely on Najee Harris a little bit more and just kind of push him through a little bit. They're more likely to win games, and right. you're less likely to make a quarterback change when you're winning. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of those other teams, they might be struggling. I, I'm really interested to see what happens with Atlanta because. I, I like Marcus Mariota more than more than most people, I think. But that roster is hot garbage. And I know that that division's not very hard, but that team is not going to be good. And how long can you stick when you have Desmond Ritter? How long can you stick with Marcus Mariota? Because if you're bad, you need to see if Ritter can play so that if you are in the top five next year, you, you know, is it a C.J. Stroud year? Is it a Bryce? Like, they're, they're going to be guys that could be there. You're going to need to evaluate that guy. Yeah, he needs time to learn, and then you got to find what he's learned. And has he improved? Has his footwork come along so that his accuracy then improves? And, and then maybe you don't feel like you have to make that investment a year from now. I feel bad for Kyle Pitts. He's going to be all right. I mean, he's, he's, ob- I mean, he's, he's a really good – is he going to have to play wide receiver this year? Yeah. I mean, him and Drake London, those are two <laughs> big guys. They're trying to field the basketball team. I we- like that, the way they complement each other again. If you have a quarterback like – Desmond Ritter, who's known to not be the most accurate guy out there, get some guys with some really wide catch radiuses. I like Mariota, though. I really I, do. I do I've, too. I've always liked him in his entire career. I just I always thought that he always had a short leash. Yeah, Follow Locked On NFL and Locked On NFL Draft for the complete draft breakdown, reactions, and analysis. And finally, with 118 left in the first half of the Warriors' playoff game against the Memphis Grizzlies, Draymond Green was ejected after receiving a flagrant two-foul call, leaving the Warriors 
in a lurch. Golden State responded at one game one, 117-116 over Memphis. You really have to find that grit and grind and buckle down and lock in offensively and defensively, Warriors guard Jordan Poole said, perhaps hinting at the old Grizzlies grit and grind motto. Green is such a big part of our team, we were able to fill in for the energy he has. The Warriors held the Grizzlies to 29% shooting on contested shots in the second half. Huge, given Memphis's proven ability to make late-game charges for playoff wins. Game two is Tuesday in Memphis. Hopefully, Dre can stay on the court for the whole game. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Now go make your second listen. Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Coming up tomorrow, we look back at the first game of each semifinal series in the NBA and the first set of Stanley Cup playoff matches. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.